electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. This is the American Greed Podcast, presented by CNBC. I'm Stacy Keach. In this episode of American Greed, Kenny Chapman catapults from personal trainer to mogul, running a drug treatment business. He made a, a massive amount of money. We're talking millions of dollars. But something isn't right. Chapman seems to have made it far too big, too fast. When you go from making five to six figures one year to making 10 million plus the next year, that's an indicator. These are things that we look for when we're, we're doing investigations. And Chapman's halfway houses or sober homes are anything but sober. Drug use was rampant at the sober homes. We know that Chapman himself directly provided the drugs to keep people high. And beyond the drugs, Chapman further exploits some of his female clients. He was able to twist these women into becoming prostitutes for him. You know, he became a pimp. Kenny Chapman hauls in more than $16 million off the backs of vulnerable clients. Kenny Chapman saw a chance to make a lot of money and didn't care who he hurt to make that happen. It wasn't like, oh, you know, he's a really bad guy. It was like the devil himself had walked in this room. It's September 2015, and Kenny Chapman is living large. He buys a million-dollar mansion in Boynton Beach, Florida, all off the proceeds of his booming drug rehab business. He's making his fortune by seemingly getting people off of drugs. I started using... Like these patients, who agreed to appear in this promotional video for Kenny Chapman's clinic called Reflections Treatment Center. He's never, never, ever turned his back on me, never. The owner, Kenny Chapman, has really helped me through a lot. I've known him for two years before the treatments that I was even established and I mean I call him at two in the morning he picks me up Chapman certainly has some people singing his praises but are his clients really getting clean FBI special agent Peter Angel Kenny Chapman's facilities had the reputation that you could use um, drugs drugs were available uh, there were just certain requirements about attending treatment so that they could build a client's insurance Kenny Chapman's road to riches starts modestly as a fitness instructor. But the married father of four also has a growing side business. He's operating several halfway houses, also known as sober homes. As the name implies, sober homes are domiciles where recovering addicts live together and are supposed to help each other stay clean. Former Palm Beach Post investigative reporter... Lawrence Mauer. There are usually strict curfews. There's a house manager usually who makes sure that everybody's staying clean and sober. And there's some neighborhoods where you have 
a half dozen sober homes there. The good ones you won't even notice. And opening a sober home is easy. There was no licensing, no requirements to open a sober home. So you can go down any residential street in South Florida, take a three-bedroom, two-bathroom house, and open it today as a sober home. While living at a legitimate sober home, patients should receive outpatient care at a licensed treatment center. Treatment is administered by health care professionals and includes group therapy and one-on-one -on -one counseling. But with Kenny Chapman's sober homes and the treatment centers he works with, a different rehab model is in play. With Kenny's places, people knew that they could go there and get high, and they did not have to be sober. I mean, he was preying on these people's addictions and profiting off of it. Chapman profits by cutting deals with shady treatment centers. FBI Special Agent Bill Stewart. He started partnering with these treatment centers and basically selling his insured patients to the treatment centers. And once the treatment center collected money from the billings that Kenny Chapman generated, the treatment centers would pay money back to Kenny. A fraudulent treatment center could be a money-making bonanza, providing limited actual services coupled with enormous billing covered by insurance. The supposed services provided, the therapy sessions, the doctor's visits, that kind of thing, those were billable services. So if you get a lot of kids in the room and you have this three-hour session, or at least you bill this three-hour session, you're talking forty to $50,000 in bills just for that therapy session on that, that single day. Crooked treatment centers also make huge profits. Overbilling for urinalysis drug testing. Life of Purpose Treatment CEO Andrew Berkey. You're taking a $3 cup and turning it into thousands of dollars in fraudulent billing. I mean, that's more than the markup on crack cocaine. Kenny Chapman does the math. Why settle for just the kickbacks if you can get in on the action, too? He decides to expand his business and open his own treatment center. But Chapman faces obstacles. He has no qualifications. And he's got a prior conviction for credit card fraud. Assistant U.S. Attorney Marie Villafana. The important thing about that was that it prohibited him from being involved in the substance abuse treatment center as an owner, as anybody who had contact with patients. But Chapman cleverly buries his past by putting the business in the name of his wife, Laura who was seen with him in this photo from a treatment center directory. Then he finds physicians willing to sign on as staff professionals. To open a treatment center, you need to have a medical director and a clinical director. And you know he was able to find people to do that early on. Some of these doctors at the beginning, uh, I don't think knew what they were getting into. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. 
That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. And so in January 2014, Laura Chapman opens Reflections Treatment Center in Margate, Florida. But Laura's involvement is in name only. Reflections is Kenny's baby. And he gets busy sending his sober home tenants to Reflections for his brand of drug treatment and sky-high insurance claims. That's the whole thing, is you don't make any money if these people don't have insurance. And the better the insurance plan, the more money you make off of it. But if their insurance starts to run out, Chapman's treatment center, Reflections, offers a sinister kind of fix. He actually would encourage relapses. That would allow Reflections to call the insurance company and say, Joey relapsed on heroin. We need to continue to treat him, and, and, and that might allow them to, to get two more weeks of, or, or a month more of, of approved treatment. A relapse can be worth tens of thousands in additional billing. And to attract new clients, Chapman mirrors the legitimate treatment industry with evocative advertising, as seen here on his website. You'd see these beautiful websites. You'd see these wonderful pictures of sunsets, people riding horses, beaches. You'd see well-written phrases about recovery and addictions to disease. And it turns out that these websites are just con jobs. Jerry and Victoria Smith know the heartache of drug abuse and false promises. Their son, Skyler, battles heroin addiction. Skyler grows up in the Northeast, the older of two sons. Everybody who knew him said, what a, what a bright kid. He was involved in so many things. He loved sports. He was on t-ball, baseball. He started playing piano at the second grade. He could remember pages and pages of classical music without even really studying it. There was a lot of great sides to Skyler. At 16, Skyler gets a part-time job working with older kids, and things start to change. We were actually very excited because he got a great job for the summer at a local resort. He was a busboy, and um, he made a lot of money. But the other side of that was a lot of these college kids would stay out late and party. We started seeing that he was maybe drinking, and then substances started to come in. I would notice something crunched up or, or cracked up on a mirror in his room, like he was snorting something. We're realizing that there's drugs involved and we can't help him. After high school, Skyler's drug abuse progresses to heroin. He stole our car, he was losing weight, things like that. His, his looks were changing and our world was crumbling and falling apart at that point. I can tell you times where I was under the table crying because my son called me up. He was high somewhere and I couldn't do anything. And there were times that I was driving in the middle of the night trying to find him. Local rehab fails. And after meeting with therapists, 
the Smiths decide to send Skylar to Florida for drug treatment. I was so naive, I actually packed him Ralph Lauren shirts and the shorts and, uh, you know, khakis. I even sent a tie with him. Maybe he'll wear it to one of the meetings there, you know? And so we thought this was going to be sort of like a one-and-done, send him down there. He's going to recover in a spa-like setting. And uh, this is the magic bullet. But the Smiths learn the cruel truth. There is no magic bullet. Especially when your son gets caught up with Kenny Chapman. In Southeast Florida, Kenny Chapman is busy filling his rehab facilities with addicts struggling to get off drugs. Like Skylar Smith from Philadelphia. When you have a child in the active throes of addiction, you no longer have a son. Near Columbus, Ohio, Michelle Curran also lives a parent's nightmare. Her daughter, Micaiah, is addicted to heroin. When I first learned that she had a problem, you're so scared for them, right? So your mind's going 100 miles an hour. You don't know what to do. You don't know where to turn. You want to be able to fix it. I could fix everything for her when she was little, and I couldn't fix this. And that's, it's hard. That's hard. At age 15, Micaiah is prescribed opiates after she has an operation to remove a cyst from her lower back. And the pain was just intense. So she was on Vicodin probably for three weeks or so. I can remember this, them saying that she could take two at a time every four hours, which for a 15-year-old, that's a lot. Micaiah recovers from the surgery and moves on with her active young life. She was actually considered gifted, and McKay actually attended college while she was in high school to give her that challenge. Um, she got very bored in high school. By age 20, McKay has two sons. She loves her boys, but her second pregnancy aggravates that pain in her lower back. Micaiah would just describe it as this terrible, terrible pain. And the further she got along in her pregnancy, the worse it seemed to get. The young mother struggles with chronic discomfort. She was taking pain pills, so your Vicodin, your Percocet. She was taking more and more. You know, you get used to that, whatever dose it would be. And at some point, your body needs something stronger. And... Someone actually shot her up with heroin and said, this will take it away. And it was, from there on, it was downhill. Michelle takes custody of her grandsons and sends her daughter to Florida to get clean and sober. After relapsing, her mother says Micaiah is making progress at a legitimate treatment center and sober home. Things are looking up, until one day after a sobriety meeting, Micaiah gets a tempting offer. A girl was there and said that, hey, if you come live here, all you have to do is go find people to live here and they'll pay you like $300 a week. Really laid back, it's pretty cool. Micaiah falls for the pitch. She enrolls at Chapman's treatment center and moves into one of his sober homes. That's a bad choice for an addict like her, struggling with sobriety. They're in a very delicate place because, you know, 
every day, every moment of their life, they're hearing this, this voice in their head that's telling them to use drugs, use drugs, use drugs. But when you have somebody that's sleeping in the bed next to you using drugs, you have almost no chance of resisting. And the supposed treatment at Reflections is spotty at best. And often, it's non-existent. She wasn't having the therapy sessions like she should have been. They weren't getting to the root cause of her addiction. Instead, they were just feeding the addiction and using her because she had insurance. We talked to insiders that described patients as, as nodding off, patients you know, clearly being high, intoxicated, not being able to just go through the motions of the treatment sessions. In fact, the treatment at Reflections is most effective in just one area, billing. Chapman's corrupt physicians write standing orders for treatment, lending the appearance of legitimacy to those massive bills. Without that doctor's signature, that test doesn't happen. The insurance bill isn't submitted, the insurance bill isn't claimed, and nobody involved gets the kickbacks that they were promised. Chapman is making more than $100,000 a week. He and his wife, Laura, buy a mansion in Boynton Beach, Florida, and portray themselves in promotional materials as models of success. He and his wife cultivated a lifestyle and made millions of dollars. They had beautiful homes, cars, jewelry, Vacations, they had a beautiful lifestyle, all off the backs of our children, our loved ones. For Kenny Chapman, the money from his bogus drug treatment business is pouring in. To keep his scam operating and growing, all he needs is more bodies with insurance. And to attract new addicts, Chapman solicits the service of agents known as body brokers. That's how Kenny lured Micaiah Fike into his operation. These recruiters or body brokers would literally drive up and down the streets of cities like Delray Beach looking for young people who might have suitcases or bags and looking for a place to stay. And they would approach them and recruit them with promises of little or no rent, free cigarettes, if you just come stay at my house. If the answer is yes, the next question is what kind of insurance do you have? What the body broker will do is they'll get on the phone with the sober home or the treatment center. They'll say, I got a Blue Cross Blue Shield plan, number one, two, three. They'll get a call back, say the plan's approved, and they'll bring the, the patient into the facility, and they'll get their kickback. Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like the full season of FX's epic limited series Shogun, FX's new international spy thriller The Veil, starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. And don't miss the all-new crime series Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events and starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. 
See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Patients recruited to Chapman facilities soon learn that lax rules and free stuff come with strings attached. This includes being subjected to Chapman's cruel authority. What Kenny Chapman liked to do was completely alienate a client from their friends and family, anyone that might actually help them or support them. So he confiscated their cell phones, their car keys. They had seen him physically throw male clients out of the house. One of his tactics was to get face-to-face, -face, uh, right, right in there, nose-to-nose, -nose, and uh, tell you the things that he could do to you. When concerned parents call, Chapman pours on the charm and feigns that all is well. Kenny Chapman will get on the phone and convince the parents that the kids were liars and that the kids will benefit from treatment, that this is just another stage in, in, in the process. People in recovery lie. People who are taking drugs lie. But you never, you never think that the therapist and the administrators of these places were lying. And part of Chapman's con, as seen in these photos from the Reflections website, is that he's also a positive role model and a pillar of the community. He started this PR campaign to make himself look legitimate. He would donate a thousand bucks to some charity and have somebody write a press release and send it out to news organizations or put it on their websites. To this end, Chapman gets former NBA basketball star Keon Dooling to plug reflections, as he does here in this promotional video. Speaker, um, today I am here at the wonderful facility called Reflections. Uh, it is a treatment center extraordinaire to the 10th power. American Greed reached out to Mr. Dooling for comment, but received no response. It appears that Keon Dooling is just another mark in the Chapman racket. Chapman's enterprise is extensive, with a half dozen sober homes and his Reflections Treatment Center. He runs it all with an iron fist, to the point of playing doctor. Mr. Chapman was at the treatment facility every single day. He was in every meeting. If, for example, a clinical director recommended that a patient be transferred to an inpatient detox facility, Mr. Chapman would overrule them, and what he decided went as law there. He did hold their medications, and from what we've seen, that's literally like having someone's life in your hands because you're controlling their addiction, you're controlling their recovery. In South Florida, Kenny Chapman's drug rehab empire is thriving. But there are cracks in the facade. Patients aren't recovering. 21-year-old Skylar Smith is battling a heroin addiction while living a tortured existence at Kenny Chapman's facilities. He's a thousand miles away from his family in Philadelphia when his mother, Victoria, gets a call. Unfortunately, in my world, a phone call from Florida is like that PTSD moment, okay? Because nothing good comes from these phone calls, usually. The call is from a young woman in recovery. 
She goes, I just escaped from Kenny Chapman's sober home. He locks the windows, he locks the doors, he bolts everything shut, he takes our cell phones. I'm calling because Skylar wouldn't come with me. He didn't want to be homeless. They're feeding him drugs. I'm afraid he's going to overdose and die there. You've got to get him out of this house. Frantic, Victoria flies to Florida to retrieve her son. And Kenny Chapman is nowhere to be found. I arrived down to Florida on a Wednesday and uh, picked Skyler up at Reflections at 9 a.m. I was so relieved to see him. He was alive. And uh, he looked rough. He certainly wasn't the beautiful boy that just graduated from high school. And he's clearly high. The Smith sends Skyler to a legitimate treatment center in Utah, believing that Kenny Chapman is out of their lives for good. Months later, Skyler is clean, but his addiction is still strong. And so is the lure of Florida. He's like, I think I have to go back to Florida to recover. That's where I need to recover. Skyler falters and calls Kenny Chapman. I think he wanted to use again, all right? Because that addiction was still there. I mean, unless you have a good solid maybe year or two, you're still in that danger zone. And that craving is still strong. Chapman buys a plane ticket for Skyler and flies him back to Florida and into the Chapman system. Within days, Skyler is using heroin again. Months pass until a broker finally sent him to detox where he's plied with medication. Things only get worse. And it's been substantiated now through doctors and reports that they over-medicated our son with a cocktail of dangerous medications. Skyler flees detox, dazed and confused from the combination of meds. Oh, it's a, I mean, it's a catastrophe. If you get the wrong meds, if you have someone that's mentally unstable, I mean, it can push them over the edge. They can end up back on the street seeking out um, street narcotics. I mean, the danger is that they end up dead. One day later, Skyler is arrested, charged with robbing a business. He's sent to jail in Okeechobee, Florida, while the investigation proceeds. The collateral damage that has been done by Kenny Chapman and the other facilities in Florida to the parents, um, to the siblings, is insurmountable. Kenny Chapman is at the height of his depraved success. And he's exploiting some of his female clients in a new way through the world's oldest profession. These are girls who are 18 to 22, 23 years old. They're addicted to drugs. They've already been abused by the system, by becoming addicts and going through everything that that involved. And they're trying to get better. And instead, he saw a way to use them and their bodies to make money. Some of the women are moved to a female-only sober home north of Palm Beach. Eventually, he kept these women captive in a home and would have the uh, men come to the home and rape them and keep them high while doing it. Then, in April 2015, a turning point. 
A young woman escapes Chapman's brothel and divulges everything to local law enforcement and the FBI. She relayed to us that while she was in Kenny Chapman's care, she was actually confined to the house, kept high on drugs, and she was forced to engage in prostitution with unknown male individuals who were brought over. I interviewed several women who had escaped from him and were deathly terrified of him. He had a psychological hold on these women, which was truly sinister. By now, the opioid and rehab crisis is spilling out all over South Florida. And we, too, saw the hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars in, in fraud amounts. But we also saw the number of overdoses that were happening associated with, with these quote-unquote sober homes. We realized we had an epidemic in our own backyard that we had to address. The FBI launches a wide investigation, and one name keeps popping up. It was startling how many individuals we were talking to would say, what are you guys doing about Kenny Chapman? In South Florida, Kenny Chapman and his drug rehab business draw the attention of law enforcement and the media. Journalist Lawrence Maurer does extensive reporting on Kenny Chapman. It was not hard to find people who had their own horror stories of dealing with Kenny Chapman, who felt that the guy was a psychopath. I had a trove of police records on this guy, more than 100 pages of police reports and incidents in South Florida where he had stolen people's cell phones, all kinds of trouble going on in the sober homes. Welcome to Reflections Treatment Center. We're located in... Chapman is notorious for putting forth an impressive facade. Outwardly, everything seems legitimate, as shown in this video from the Reflections website. ...variety of groups, but we also believe very much in healing the, the mind, body, and the spirit, so we offer... Dr. Barry Gregory is Reflections Clinical Director. He touts the holistic care offered at Reflections. We really believe that our job is to save lives, and, and frankly, that's what we're doing. And as for Chapman's satisfied clients, appearing in this Reflections video, not all may be as it seems. Staff, everybody is, is friendly, and, you know, it's more like a family. They, they, they help you as much as they can. We interviewed several clients who confirmed that that was them in the testimonial videos, and they were high at the time. Concerned parents are discovering the truth about Chapman's facilities, that the treatment is poor, and their loved ones are in danger. They're giving you drugs to keep you high. Took all of her meds, took her phone, stealing her things, having them lie to us. Nobody would talk to me. I said, well, I need to talk to the owner. I want to talk to who's running the house. Michelle Curran is worried that her daughter, Micaiah, has relapsed. Her repeated calls to reflections are either unanswered or dismissed. Michelle's fears are justified. Micaiah is using heroin again. In July of 2016, Micaiah and a boyfriend are suddenly evicted from a Chapman sober home. While still high, they're dumped at a seedy motel. It's in a really bad part of town and um, just dropped them off there and told them they were on their own, basically, like two or three in the morning. Micaiah shoots up again, unaware that the heroin is laced with carfentanil, an extremely powerful sedative. 
The following night, Michelle and her husband, Chuck, are awakened by sheriff's deputies and a victim's advocate at their home in Ohio. He said, we received a call from the Boynton Police Department, and I knew. I knew what happened. And they said, them, your daughter was found in a motel, and she's passed away, and Chuck and I just lost it. I mean, oh, that, that was awful. I remember it like it was last night. It's, it's hard, because you don't ever want to hear that, that your child is gone. Micaiah Fike leaves behind grieving friends, parents, and two young boys. Her death is not the first fatality linked to Kenny Chapman, nor will it be the last. Three months later, 24-year-old Allison Flory dies from a heroin overdose inside a Chapman sober home. And at that point, we decided all of the FBI task force resources would now be poured into the Kenny Chapman investigation. To build their case, investigators have to follow the money. We got the court orders to, to get the patient medical records and the paper trails. And what we started to find was the evidence of Kenny Chapman's crimes were right there in the patient files. When an employee of Reflections Treatment Center provides their own urine for a different patient and there's a claim submitted under that patient, that right there is fraud 101. By December 2016, at least five overdose deaths have been linked to Kenny Chapman and his drug treatment facilities. After building a strong case against him, law enforcement moves in. In one operation, we had multiple arrests and search warrants. We arrested not only Mr. Chapman, but a lot of associates, sober home managers, a number of employees that he had. Investigators find shocking evidence of Chapman's negligence. We found evidence that further supported not only the healthcare fraud, but also the human trafficking portion of the case. We found patients prescribed medications that were locked up in safes controlled by Kenny Chapman. We found evidence of unnecessary testing that was being done that can be billed at a high amount. There were dozens of private insurance companies that were defrauded, and the largest victims were the largest insurance companies, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Aetna, United Health, etc. The fraud totals more than $16 million. And beyond the money, there are the broken lives, repeated stories of struggling addicts who failed to receive even remotely adequate treatment. The case was extensive. I mean, they had him dead to rights. They had him trafficking women. They had him cheating on these drug tests. They had former employees who were cooperating with them against Kenny. They had doctors knowingly falsifying records. I mean, they had him. Kenny Chapman faces a possible life sentence. To avoid a trial, Chapman pleads guilty to healthcare fraud, money laundering, and sex trafficking. He believes he's facing a maximum of 15 years in prison. At the sentencing hearing, emotions run high. The hearing was difficult to sit through. It was an emotional hearing for a lot of the families, for, for pretty much everyone in the courtroom. It was very powerful. Kenny Chapman enters the courtroom in shackles and is seated near the families. 
We finally get into the courtroom. Doors close. Kenny Chapman comes out. It wasn't like, oh, you know, he's a really bad guy. It was like the devil himself had walked in this room. The judge allows victim impact statements from a procession of grieving family members and victims. Present were uh, parents and family members of uh, young people that died in Kenny Chapman's care, and they were overcome with emotion to where they couldn't even speak, but some that were very angry spoke directly to him with rage, really, uh, that, you know, he treated their, their, their kids in this manner. A young man in handcuffs, Skyler Smith, reads a letter to the judge. Skyler's been accused of robbery after getting brokered to a detox center. And then out of my son's mouth comes these words about how he was treated, about the fact that he had his medication taken away from him, about the fact that they were given drugs, that he had no food. They'd lock him out of the house. And at the end of my son's talk to the judge, he turns and he says, you know, this guy has blood on his hands, and I am here to be a, a, a testimony to the people who died and to the women that were raped that this guy did it. And Kenny is just sitting there in his blue jumpsuit, hands and ankles shackled, just staring straight ahead, completely emotionless. The victim statements are persuasive. The judge responds by handing Kenny Chapman an additional 12-plus years. A 27-and-a-half-year sentence in federal prison with no chance for parole. Kenny's wife, Laura Chapman, also appears in court. Through sobs of apology, Laura pleads guilty to making false statements in establishing the business. She is sentenced to three years in prison. As for Chapman's other accomplices, the crooked doctors, sober home managers, and body brokers, they get sentences ranging from 18 months to 10 years. We charged and convicted seven individuals, in addition to Mr. Chapman. American Greed contacted Chapman's attorney, but he had no comment. The result of Kenny Chapman and other drug treatment frauds is that South Florida has created a Sober Homes Task Force to shut down criminals in the drug rehab industry. In the big legacy from the Kenny Chapman saga and, and catastrophe is that we got the Sober Homes Task Force. I mean, we got state funding to go after and arrest people that are committing these treatment crimes. I mean, there's been 50 arrests, 200 facilities have shut down. Nothing scares people more than the threat of them being locked up. And that's what happened to Kenny. He goes from nobody to multimillionaire in four years, and he's going to be spending pretty much the rest of his life in federal prison. Thanks for listening to the American Read Podcast, presented by CNBC. I'm Stacy Keach. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. 
That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.